Hello, 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 everyone in Facebook. Where are all my Wally kids and Wally cats? All my kit and caboodles. I am a host, Blue Waters. This is Be Exposed Radio, and this is the Cocktail Social. I hope everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving holiday. Hello, socialites. Yo. Wait a minute. Miss Mazel, <laughs> is you still Are you there? I'm in the south. I didn't know I was muted. Maddie, <laughs> coming to you live from the car. <laughs> I'm still muted. How was, how, there you go. How was your holidays, everyone? I ain't do a goddamn thing. I didn't cook shit. I didn't. I didn't do nothing. I went and picked up a plate from my parents' house and kept that shit moving. Okay, Mr. Gilmore. Oh, shit, you know I'm like the old girl from fucking way next hell. I cook. You know I cook. <laughs> I took some of every goddamn thing. You know, Gloria is my spirit animal. I had a good time. It was real chill. Look okay, at possum. Possum meat. <laughs> Nate, what did you, you do? know? And some gravy and onions is pretty damn good. No, I'm just... hey, um, and gravy and onions make anything taste better. <laughs> I just Mm-mm. chilled. I chilled. I cooked a little bit. I didn't cook like a normal Thanksgiving dinner. I um I uh just cooked a little meal, you know, a little a little something something. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really and I just hung out with my friend on um on uh on our duo all day and we talked. Okay. Okay. If you are joining us for the cocktail social, remember socialites, share this out if you can. If you are joining us for the cocktail social, this is the Friday night happy hour. This is where adults have adult conversation. So you're liable to hear any and every damn thing. And we are about to get into it. So first of all, I want to say I'm praying for our newly elected um, mayor that he recovers. Um, He's currently quarantining. Um, He may have been exposed to the COVID virus. So I'm hoping that he recovers. So Mayor Scott, I hope that you are taking care of yourself, you know, get you some zinc, get you some vitamin C, drink your fluids, um, <clears throat> and take care of yourself. So I hope that uh, for a speedy recovery, and I hope that everyone that is watching, that you're doing everything that you can do to stay um, COVID-free, um, and if not, get tested as soon as possible so that you know where you are with things. My, my prayers are to you, and hope that you return soon. Um, Thanksgiving. Woo! It's passed, and we're on to the, my, well, I, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I do Friendsgiving, so I always have, in the, 
individuals over the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And so I had a few people over. I had about a good 20 people. Would you say? He is it was not no 20 people in there. It wasn't? No, it wasn't. Because if it was 20 people in there, my ass wouldn't have been in there. Well, you came later. Yeah. Oh, you came later. Yeah, so you came later. It was, it, but see, I did it that way. I had people cycle in and cycle out. And so that's why, and then I opened the backyard up. So people could be spread out. Um, but it was good. Um, the turkey did not last uh, throughout the night. It was mold. It was definitely killed the second time. I was gonna say, peek, 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 peek. Mm. <laughs> only, only, only the certain only or forty and over really know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my! Hey, I heard that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you, as Joe was carving the turkey, he was taking slivers of it. So he would, it was one for me, one for you, one for me, one for you. And I had to kind of go in there and say, stop, you're eating all the goddamn turkey. <laughs> it was, I brined I my turkey for, um, I want to say about, a, I guess, about 24 hours or more. And it, it was nice and juicy. And I'm, I think next year I'm going to look into frying a turkey. Everyone's talking about smoking turkey. And frying a turkey. I'm gonna try fried turkey. So I haven't smoked turkey is everything. I haven't tried to fry turkey or Be smoke careful. turkey. Oh, the well, smoke turkey is fried myself because I don't believe in I don't want a propane. First of all, where I live at in my neighborhood, a propane tank will take this whole neighborhood out. <laughs> Get out of my head, Chris. That's what I was thinking. You what you said? What you said, Chris? Some black charred toothpicks. Thank you, say, man. What you say, Miss Mazel? I say all the houses made out of toothpicks. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> like they would, they literally would. It would literally look like someone uh, dropped a bomb on this neighborhood because it would literally wipe out every house in this <laughs> So I'm not going to do any frying of any turkeys next oh, year shit. in my neighborhood. Um, I'll find someone else with, who knows what they're doing, but I want to try it out. So uh, which one call it up up at um uh which we call it at flight they do them. Oh really? And you just, and you just go pick them up. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Popeyes do one too. Uh theirs is more yeah, they do a fry one, but it's not it's not traditional. I don't think they traditionally fry it. I think theirs is more brown and then like smoked. Okay. It don't taste like a, a regular fried. Well, it don't. It don't taste like a regular fried turkey. I don't okay. know. Fried turkey just didn't get me off the way it seemed to be getting everybody else going. It was good. It and that smoked turkey, that, like I said, that smoke. And that smoke turkey had everything. me sitting there. Yeah. Mm, that smoke turkey, shit. Because it tastes. Look, it's oh. turkey. It's turkey, but it tastes like ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you gotta see what well, you gotta brine it, make sure it's seasoned. You, you said a ham turkey. They don't uh, turkey. vomit. <laughs> that turkey be good as a, I love fucking turkey. Mm. 
So it'll be hell yeah, especially if you get that wing tip. That wing tip is saying mm-hmm. everything with that smoke on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where all the excess smoke go to the wings. You know, right on that tip. Right on the tip. <laughs> well, I do know that grinding it is the answer. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's uh, that's the way they to go for me. Year, I did brine my turkey last because you know I got stuck with that twenty five pound turkey, right? And so I had to cook it, and I I brined it for like probably about probably a little over twenty four hours or so. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was it was really really good because you know like usually when you get big turkeys, sometimes they tend to dry out on you, right? Like, because mm-hmm. I um. Because I like kind of marinated it first, it, it turned out really, really good. It was too big for us to finish. I ended up throwing like damn it half of it away, but oh, shit, I'd have made turkey salad like, like a delicious. bitch out of that thing because my turkey salad was on fire this year. I said, like, I mean, so a goddamn self. I didn't even get, get a chance to like it was it was ridiculous. That a twenty five pound turkey. It was like it was like a fucking toddler in my sink when I was trying to. Should have called me over. I fucking love turkey shit. Shit, oh. I wish I had known. Well, it, it was it was turkey, turkey, turkey salad. Turkey, 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 turkey. I don't like soup. I don't like nobody's soup. <laughs> you know, like soup. Like, no, I don't like soup. <laughs> I made a baked potato. I made a baked potato soup the other day. That thing was all that then some. Mm-hmm. You you oh, put cream you. in yours? Yeah. Yeah. Cream and and now you know I don't eat regular bacon. So what I did was I got some turkey ham. Mm-hmm. And chopped it up into little teeny cubes, and I fried it until it got oh, kind of hard. Or Christy, it I got you a like pack white. of, uh, I got you a pack of beef bacon. I'm glad you say that shit. All right, oh, I'm gonna no, try that. Even eat it. It. Never mind, beef, I ain't gonna give it to you because you already got the meat sweat. Yeah, Look, the other day I made a pot roast, and you know I I, I pretty much been like kind of like chilling on the red meat tip. Uh huh. Man, I made a pot roast. Oh, it was real fucking good. Was but it tender? That night, oh, it was tender. It was it was it was quite scrumptious. Mm-hmm. But the meat that, that comeback, meat sweets that come along with that goddamn uh, pot roast, I, I ain't gonna be able to do it no more. I ain't gonna be able to do it. I that comeback will hit you. I fucking love moo cow. Give me that moo cow served up in. Mm, love well, it. I, I like, like it temporarily. I made about mm-hmm. six pounds of that. I made like six pounds of pot roast. And that's what mm. the fucking problem is. Y'all were sitting around eating six pounds of goddamn hot No, I mean we was we was you know we you know we had our regular portions and all, but I'm telling you, like if you don't eat red meat for a long time, Christy, and then you, go you back to eat it. you have made me a plate before. I know what your portions look like. <laughs> but it helps your body just don't good digest it portion. if you ain't they had it in a while. Yeah, good you gotta, your body gotta get used to digesting it if you ain't had it in a while. I'm sorry, y'all. Mazel like cooked like Big Mama. I love it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you could have came to get that goddamn pot roast. It might be still something in there if, if, if my baby ain't get to it. But uh, you can have that because I had to sweats for the last three days. I ain't going to be able to do it. I told you, I got a New I York thought I was going roast the in the freezer. I got a New York strip roast in the freezer that I got to cook. I ain't even know New York strip came in a roast. Uh, Hell yeah, you cut it and you cut it like steaks. Yeah, go ahead, Blue, break it up because it's old hen meeting right now. Oh no, 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 that's all. That's (laughs) all good. Blue, what you put in your gravy? (laughs) 
And kisses, hugs and kisses. <laughs> Blue make a good ass y'all in the in the, the world. Listen, Blue make a good ass pot of greens, let me tell you. Mm. I, he look, gave me that damn look, plate of green. Almost slapped the shit out of him because it was too. Man, Blue, I was so upset that I couldn't come over because I, I was dealing with a little bit of drama, a little bit. Uh huh. I'll tell you about that later because I ain't trying to put my business out there. <laughs> but I was dealing with a little bit of drama, and well, so I, I couldn't make it. But I was mad as hell because I was like, I wanted some greens and some stuff, and bad as hell. And, and I and, ain't know about it. See, I wasn't even. At least you was invited, so no, well, it no, wasn't that. No. I just found out that morning or that afternoon when I so, called you, I had just got off the phone with Blue. Right, mm-hmm. like honestly, I didn't invite a lot of people only because I was being conscientious of people and their whole dealing with pandemic. I know that during the whole coronavirus, and I know my parties can get a little bit thick. So this year, I only invited my my sister, my direct family. So it was just really the family and everything like that. I had Nate around the corner. Um, but aside from that, um, it was probably even my best friend didn't show up. And me and my best friend is thick as thieves. So she didn't show up. She was quarantining. I was trying to make it with, so I was being conscious. I've been stubborn during this whole, I'm going to be honest, I've been absolutely oppositional during this whole corona shit. I have not given a flying fuck about this COVID situation. So I'm like, you know what? I'm a party. I'm gonna do me um, until it start hitting like where I work at. And I, you know what? I don't. I'm I'm not gonna chance having a whole lot of people over. Not because I think that they're gonna bring anything, but I don't even want to put them in harm's way in any way, shape, and form. So for my tribe, I'm gonna do something for us outside of that. But I wanted everybody to be with their families. I wanted everybody to be safe. And so for the, my sister. Because it's our tradition to do every other holiday. So this is her tradition. to. This is my year to do Thanksgiving, her year to do Christmas. And I didn't want to rob them of it. Uh, um, my sister, my niece actually held Thanksgiving at her house. That's cool. I, I went down there. This is her first house. This was her first Thanksgiving. She made too much damn food. It was only four of us there. You um, so you supposed to say so, Thanksgiving. It was um so it was it was just the family. And then on that Saturday, I told my sister and my niece to come over here. I cooked, they had they had their families, they brought some of their friends with them, and that was that. Um Nate <laughs> when he was here, he was it was a culture shock for him. Coming to my house is always a culture shock. You know Nikki, <laughs> uh uh Myself and uh, Mr. Gilmore, uh, my best girlfriend, um, who has no filter. <laughs> and so uh, he was he was a direct victim of Miss Nikki. <laughs> we were having a conversation, I think, because it was just so little of us. It was just the three of us basically talking. So it just pointed at me. I don't feel like I was victimized. Like she gave me the two fingers with no Vaseline, but it was just uh it was candid. It was it was raw. And mm-hmm. I think I think <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> candid. <laughs> uh <laughs> 
Um, so you can talk about that, Mr. Nate, your experience. I won't say I will no, just it, but it wasn't it wasn't an experience. Something I've had to realize as I uh as I've gotten older, I'm not a secretive person. It's just I was raised by older women. So it's just certain things that you don't talk about, it's certain things that you don't um you don't make public knowledge and who I sleep with or what my sexual appetite is and how I like it or how I do it and how it goes down. All those things are things that I, I love. You know, I'm open to hearing other people talk about it. I just never really add my two cents unless I'm asked a question. But the questions were very, um, very, uh, <laughs> very open, very uh, direct and very um, suggestive. So, well, they were suggestive. They were very on the point. But it was just, it's, it, it goes, for me, I don't talk about it. So when people normally ask me questions, it's because people have a thought in their mind about who they think I am or uh, and or they uh, they don't know what to think mm-hmm. uh, uh, because I don't, I just never talk about it. So you don't know where I stand. And that's right. how Blue has uh, stated it. People don't know where you stand with certain things. So they either draw their own conclusions or they're so curious that they just ask you direct questions and that's always happened to me but i just know it comes from me not openly talking about it. it's not an embarrassment it's not uncomfortable but unless we about to get the boogie going like so are we going to your place or mine or we going to this hotel we're going to be adventurous in the park like what we going to do because that's why i think you asking me but I think that's what I fuck with my little tribe so much on is that we can talk about all this shit. It don't mean one way or the other. We can just have a fucking conversation and move on. It can literally go from collard greens to whose dick smell the best and then talk about something else. (laughs) And it's like none of this shit, like nobody really, I mean, you know, we got a little side joke with the band where we call ourselves sexual harassment because (laughs) you have some wild fucking conversations and it just is what it is. And but it's, it's gotten to a point where people just want to know. People just want to know, and it's okay with wanting to know. I'm all for it. I just think, for me, it's certain things that are off limits. Like unless you're my partner, I don't really feel the need to go into complete detail. But I, I get it. And you know what? And I think that that was the okay. So for me, I know <laughs> that um, again when I was being sexually ambiguous. That's when people raised the most questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were left with assumptions. So they didn't want, and they didn't know how to navigate conversations with them. So right, right, they didn't, right. they, because they didn't know what to assume. So they didn't, they, they questioned whether I was gay. They questioned whether I was straight. They questioned who I liked, who I didn't like. And so that made them kind of say, well, um, I don't know what he'll be comfortable with. Well, when they realized that I was a fucking freak and I like everything, then it was like, well, you know what? But they didn't, that wasn't until I became comfortable with myself. Um, the Do you remember the first question I asked you? Do you remember the first question I asked you? I do not because that was so long ago and I did a lot of drugs. We were, right, we was at the bar mm-hmm. and Michelle had invited me out some fucking way. And um, we were talking and I looked at you, I said, I wish I had your gap because I bet you eat a mean pussy. And we talked for 35 minutes with the bartender included on eating pussy. It was the best conversation ever. 
Shit. And see, and, that, and you taught me a trick too, and I used it on a chick that night, and it, it worked. You know what? <laughs> and the funny thing is, now Michelle, my best friend, who is on vacation, hates you for that. Um, right. No, but I, <laughs> um, yeah, I told her I, no adventures. Yeah, I said the same thing. I said, Shit. please don't come back with no, no, no stories. stories about no trauma. <laughs> right. But, um, so because Michelle knows me and she's known me for so long, she knows that they most people who know me that are close to me know that my nickname is debauchery. Mm. So that means that when you are with me, I'm going to engage in some hedonism in some, some way, shape, or form. Um, but when it came to sexuality, um, I knew that I liked everything. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm a very curious and adventurous person. But I know that when it comes to sexuality with a lot of people, they are, they're trying to figure it out. And when they're having, when they're meeting others, they're trying to figure out how they can engage with others. So for more so for Nikki, I would think that she was just trying to see how her conversation can go with us because it became kind of that separate party at a point. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it was like, okay, they kind of segregated themselves. And I was like, oh, what's that supposed to be? The the, the thug room in there? Y'all in there chilling out, thugging it out and everything. And we the ladies of the house. So what we supposed... And so then that made her, you know, kind of like, well, uh, are we the ladies in the house? Because <laughs> it's just the ladies room. I didn't know. Right. That. And so that guided her questions for you. But I think because of that, the, the dynamics, the social dynamics that was going on, and that happens. Uh, I remember uh, when I first came out, a lot of you now, I decided that I was going to come out. Um, and my favorite aunt, my aunt Cookie, God rest her soul, um, could sing. That was the alto that I was telling you about, um, um, Gilmore. That was, I mean, her voice was like thunder and lightning at the same time. She my had a Strong alto, and that thing when she sung some gospel, slay for goodness, it make you want to go punch somebody in their face. She raised, she raised, she, she was that person who said Lazarus ain't Lazarus. Got I know up. that's right. <laughs> she, she she yelled that Lazarus and Lazarus would rise. So I never forget that this Thanksgiving it was me and my boyfriend and my my good girlfriends, and we decided we was gonna break Thanksgiving up. This was the first time I had been around a family. This was the first time I actually came out. And I came in um, full ensemble in all gay regalia that I could think of. If you, I, let me tell you, I RuPaul myself. Ladies with M&M's take to the tip of them for titties. The brown ones, the brown M&M, brown M&M nipples. Said, it's cold. It must be cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I came in full when I went to my grandparents' house in my full regalia. We got out of that hat. My aunt was at the. She was outside and she just screamed because she was like, first of all, she was my biggest ally, but second, she was just like, um, "You better do it." So she she was like, go ahead on it. And but part of it was I, I can't wait to see the reaction. Now, my aunt was a Gemini, and so part of it was the entertainment. Because you know in her mind, she was like, I gotta wait to see all their fucking faces. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 
can leave, but I think I'm gonna wait around for this shit. Oh Lord, let me walk in behind you so I can see everybody. Oh. <laughs> you can get the full vision. You, you want the whole thing, right? You want to see it all? For she said, "Hold up!" And when I went in there, they were gagging. You could have. Let me tell you something. You could hear. You could hear mouse hopscotching in the wall. That's how quiet it got when we parked up and walked up in that house, that apartment. And my, let me tell you, the men in the family basically was like, well, uh, gotta go watch football. Look, 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 it was like, it was like, well, what's the name showed up at the, at the juke joint? And, and, oh, and shit, gotta go. Time to go. <laughs> no, my favorite was the old man. Good night, y'all. Yeah. Time to go. Time to go. One of my girlfriends from New Jersey, <laughs> I won't mention her name, she was there. And my uncle, who is the, I love him to die, um, he's a social butterfly. He just, he's just a charming individual. And so he sees her in the living room and she has on these size 14 um, high heel shoes. And so he's like, hey, sweetheart. And he's, she's like, hey, how you doing? You know, and he's talking to her. He said, that's some, and he's like sweet talking and saying, yeah, you okay, welcome, you know, this, that, and other. And then oh, he says, yeah, he he like, <laughs> and then he says, he says, that's some, that's some large feet. And <laughs> oh, what big feet you have. Big <laughs> better <laughs> you. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what big feet you have! Oh, and what a what a what, what a, big hands you, you have! It was the funniest, Ew. Ew. Was the funniest comment. There ain't no camel toe. <laughs> That's an elephant trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Blue, <laughs> I wish this was on camera. Oh my god! I, I wish it was too. Um, so the funny thing, those are my blue tails. That's a blue tail for you. Mm. But I will say that that's a, that has for me. That was the experience, and I knew they didn't know how to engage me. So when I came out, it made everyone comfortable with talking to me because they had some way of knowing. Oh well, okay, we have an idea, Again, but before they had no idea. We knew they knew when you wore the motherfucking spandex to gym. <laughs> there she go. She bring them spandex up every time. <laughs> them spandex was the turning point. They should have known <laughs> that it was some shit going on. When you bust up in there with them spandex, <laughs> he had the, he had the Andre the Giant spandex with the fucking straps on the bitch. No, 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 I didn't. Oh, Let no. me tell you which one I had. because oh. I, I remember it had French tour that was red, white, and black, and French tour was going down the side, and it was French, and then the pants was tour. And let me tell you, I washed them one time. They became underwear. But I swore I wore them to I wore them to gym and you could not tell me that I wasn't and Paula and, I wasn't Paula and Abdul. Um, Lisa Lisa. I wasn't Paula Abdul, Lisa Lisa and the cult jam. I wasn't I was I wasn't Jody Watley. Tell me shit. 
I was on oh, it. Oh, man. They did like, wear a lot of spandex in the late 80s. I swear. Your direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm a sex shooter. <laughs> and it been snaking and shit. Look, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me laughing like Daffy Duck. Goddamn, I'm literally tuning over here. Because <laughs> why did no, they all uh, did the snake the whole time? It was in the whole time. And it... So that was. Go ahead, Blue. <laughs> but that was the experience. And I don't know where Nate went at, but. For me, that's what I'm. I know that oh, oh. my girlfriend wanted to get to know him and everything like that. And she actually really enjoyed his company and everything. Um, but I know that it was a culture shock because it, my friends are kind of a a blend. I have an eclectic group of friends. It's called a a, a melody. <laughs> so um, it could be it could. It's like you got your thugs, you know. Then you got your church churchy conservatives. He got friend gumbo. Yeah, yeah. I have friends. Then I got my then goulash. I got my goulash. Woo. Goulash like we wet. It's a, <laughs> it's a, we bunch of wet friends. We <laughs> shit in <laughs> like we just sliding around blues <laughs> goulash oh just goulash oh I should have worn my galoshes it's <laughs> 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 so greasy it's so moss it's moss or something <laughs> like a lady <laughs> <laughs> and blue and look at blue day, we all in this cauldron stirring the pot, just seeing it's what we gonna do up. next. <laughs> I knew. <Right>. <laughs> well, <laughs> the funny thing is, I will say, and that's what I really wanted. So when I first came out, <laughs> I said that I was gonna create the family or create the <laughs> tribe that I really wanted. Oh, so I wanted man. to have a healthy blend of all those things. I know when I first came out, I had a lot of you know, rough around the edges, people that like to fight, that like to drink, like to drug and everything. And then as I evolved, my friends mm -hmm. evolved. So I have a healthy assortment of my artsy friends. I have an intellectual group. I have my geeks and nerds and my anime fans and all of that. And so when I have a party, I have something, I have a blend of all of that. And um, I was, I know when Nate, for, <laughs> when I, I was upstairs doing what I do, which is getting ready because you know I have to make a queen's entrance. And he was down there getting culturally shocked by <laughs> everyone that was here. I'm glad that they didn't do anything. That, I'm glad it wasn't, um, well, I'm glad it wasn't as many people here as it usually is. That's what I'll say. Well, you know who my favorite person I met at your house is, and that's your damn cousin. If I, that was just, I felt like I met my whole other side right there. <laughs> yeah, she wild as shit. <laughs> oh my god! You have not seen the rest, and that's <laughs> the funny thing, because it's like, okay, well, if you think she's enough, she's a handful. Wait until you see the rest of them when they get together. And Personally, see, that's what my family is like. That's why I love it so much. What cousin won't be coming? <laughs> <laughs> What cousin? 
The one the that one came that, to the cocktail. The came to the show. That motherfucker, <laughs> man, he disappeared. He was gone for at least six months. <laughs> but wait a minute. It was when he left the group chat for me. They had me in the fight. That man. When he he left took that himself chat, out. He ain't never coming back. Uh, <laughs> I, think he, I think he had to go D-gay. <laughs> Yo. So, that that, that video was the though. best shit I have ever seen because yeah. Christy is in the middle of you and Cable just going off and man, he just I'm getting deeper and deeper in his phone. <laughs> I was on up as blinking like shit like that. They talking with their hands and shit. All I've got is this shit going on. Uh-uh, because motherfucker, it this, that, and the other. And I'm just over that bitch like... <laughs> what is happening? Because I'm... A, all right, so I will say that I'm a passionate person. <laughs> and I just call bullshit on a lot of things, but that was a healthy conversation. That nigga almost slid under the table. He almost slid under the table and made his exit like <laughs> it got to the point where he just totally like it was almost like he wanted him in, in the room. He was on his phone and shit. He started texting motherfuckers yeah. and shit. You and I like we literally saw him go to his safe space. Yeah. Like if I stay yeah. in my phone. I I said, make sure you film from here over because he he gone. He completely gone. <laughs> he had shit. He was on straight up mute. Like it wasn't nothing. <laughs> so so Nate, how yeah. was was it was it a culture shock for you? It's not, can you hear me? Because I think my sound is off. Can you hear me? Yeah. So I, I think for me, it's not necessarily a culture shock. It's just even and people who have known me for years, my best friend. It's mm-hmm. just conversations that I normally zone out on. I'm not as bad as your cousin because I watched him go from, hey, everybody, to just like a part of the wall. He just became a fixture in the room. But I'm not that bad. It's just I think it's certain ways that I was raised that certain conversations we just don't have. So I'm good. Most of it is very entertaining to me. But the re- when it's directed at me, it's like it's it's not even a hot spot. It's just... You want me to talk about where I put my dick? You like oh, you like your okay. nipples being sucked? Oh, <laughs> you be like, okay. Uh, so actually, I, I do. Don't, I don't. <laughs> yes. I don't know why, why. Yes, I do. Actually, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to gauge people's intention. So I don't know whether somebody just having open conversation or somebody <laughs> on me or no, so I no, never no. know. So I just normally be like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess nipple sucking is good for you. Uh, yeah, Lord. So I can in y'all conversations, but I don't feel like, oh, that is just horrible. You ever got milk out of one? Shit. <laughs> but I, it just, I, I don't right have in. to talk so, about it. I go and do it. I've never milk. been a person to talk about sex. I normally just have sex. So Ooh, my. in relationships, I don't talk about it. But it's not weird to me. Oh, <laughs> y'all idiots! If you want to build a young beer system, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how you get over COVID? Well, <laughs> get yourself a titty. <laughs> well, that was so it got it got a little. It was it got interesting, a little open and interesting. Yeah. I will yeah. say that in my adult years, I think that because I'm the age that I am. And I don't have a filter. I can talk about whatever the hell I want to talk, and I don't feel uncomfortable. I can hear your brain ticking. 
Louisa. Louisa. My bad. She she did it. It's her fault. <laughs> so I'm just gonna drink because I know that y'all I'm must be going. My drink is in the damn house. I had to go to a funeral today. Oh, so sorry to hear home. that. So my drink is in the house and it's raining. So I just figure, you know, I can <clears> stay in here and just wait it out. If you're just joining us, this is Be Exposed Radio. This is the Cocktail Social. I'm your host, Blue Waters, and these are my socialites. We're engaging in our cocktail social at the moment. We haven't even jumped into a question. We're just talking at the moment, freely falling at this point. And so um, we were just discussing. (laughs) Free falling. So we were just discussing Thanksgiving at my Ooh. my space, and I did socially. We wasn't did, talking about that. <laughs> he said we were just talking about cock, and like, no, we were talking about titties actually. Well, I mean, <laughs> got them wrong milk, wrong milk. Speaking of titties, you got more areola than titty. Huh. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which. Because I said that I was going to break into the rest of this conversation. It's like somebody dipped the tip of a light bulb with black paint. <laughs> it's like a pancake. <laughs> Got them travel titties. It's <laughs> <Even> like yams. <laughs> Got them orangutan titties. Look at this long and curl up at the bottom. <laughs> Who are you describing? Look like an L wrench. She said, got Rafiki titties. <laughs> well, go ahead, Blue. Go ahead. You got to stop we us because it's we going. Side. We side. Uh, well, I mean, I, let's listen to you describe the, the, the <laughs> areolas that you enjoy in the <laughs> So, uh, to the cocktail question. Uh, uh, oh, Cable was trying to. It's, no, just log in, Cable. You don't need a password. Come on in, Cable. Bring your ass. Come on in, Cable. You don't need a. You don't need a, a password. Just log in. So, first question. Not even a question. Conversation. Subject matter. What's the guy name um, from the Walls Group? The Walls Group is a gospel group. The Real uh, Walls. The gospel group, um, the Walls Group, their gospel group. And the older brother was in another scandal. Um, apparently, he was on, I want to say, Instagram. Um, and he was caught kissing the guy. Not that well, it's the guy actually kissed him, actually. Well, yeah. But I mean, well, he was caught kissing the guy because mm-hmm. the guy they was they was involved in it together. He but was caught <laughs> kissed and the guy complied. He said, "Give me a kiss." He said, "Yeah." <laughs> so my thing is, is this: um, apparently, <laughs> he just, was it tongue involved? It was tongue. Um, he was he was told that he was he um, at that point he decides that he was one to shut down his Instagram page and all of this social media. That was just a that was a rumor because his page hasn't been shut down. I know. I, I saw it. It hasn't been shut down. But I will say that um when I saw this, I was like, okay, this is where you haven't learned your lesson. First of all, wait a minute, ain't that the same one that was yeah, at yeah, the same one? Yeah, it's the same dude. It's the same dude. 
Um, and so my thing is, is that I don't have a problem with you expressing your sexuality. Do what you want. But my thing is, is that when you are in, when you are in celebrity status, when you are someone that everyone is paying attention to, you kind of got to be discreet. Um, and also you kind of, you have to figure out who's, who do they act, the people in your circle, do they actually have your best interests? Because yeah, I think that's the part that got me. You have to be discreet. I'm just saying you got to be comfortable <clears throat> in your own skin. So that if if you know you kissed a man on Instagram, like I don't know the whole story, but I'm just saying, like if you know you kissed a man, and like, like are you ashamed that you did the shit, or like what's happening? Like you know, I think like, essentially because he's in a he's a gospel artist. His father's a preacher. They Kojic Kojics don't even like straight people for real. So, so why did why, you, so why <laughs> even just, why even go through all that? I feel like it's attention seeking at this point. His cousin, well, now they found out his cousin is the person who released it. Which and is that's, I think that's his, I think ultimately that's his problem, the people that he's around. I mean, <clears throat> this video wasn't nowhere near what the first video was, but I, for, for some reason, even the first video, it, it gave me the, the feeling that he wanted to get caught because that could be, you know, hiding your identity and who you really are. It's hard on people. So I think he wanted to get caught because maybe he wasn't strong enough to just come out on his own. And I just think he he been wanting to be put out there. So I just feel like there's better ways to go about the shit. Well, I think it's I think I think I learned this and believe it or not, this was the best advice, and it was come it came from Madonna. And when she was talking about when she was in her heyday and she was doing a cone breast and doing everything, she said any attention is good attention because they were talking about how much negative attention she was getting for doing her risque and eroticism. And she was like, no, this is not this is not this is negative to you, but it's good to me because any attention is good attention. And I think that for individuals that are in like at his status. Um, I think that when, you know, this keeps him relevant to a degree, um, you know, he's he's trying to make it. He's trying to, you know, I think that it brings people to figure out, well, who is he in the first place? You know, who is the Walls group? Can he really sing? What type of talent he is and things of that nature? Um, when I saw it, it wasn't nothing. I mean, he really basically said, give me a kiss. Mm-hmm. And the dude complied and was like, OK. And so it seemed like it was attention seeking because he knew he was being taped. It wasn't, like, it wasn't like he wasn't aware that this was on somebody's video. And when they say, "Well, it was leaked," I'm part of me want to say, "Well, did he leak it himself?" Because the way that he was, the camera was right in his face. So in his phone, it was the other guy's phone. Or- Somebody in your face. That that was the camera that you knew was there. Let's yeah, exactly. So when I saw it, I was like, "Well, are you really ashamed, or are you doing this to get the right. attention?" You know what I mean? Like, you know, some people it's hard for them to just make a move and 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 stand in their truth, but because people make it difficult for people to do that. And I know you're not supposed well, to. Well, especially think, especially when you're dealing with Christianity. You know what I mean? But it's because not the some, church some that's churches, in him in this moment. It's not the church know, that's doing it. But, you know, I, but, I mean, no, I'm, I'm going to piggyback on what Christy's saying when she's done. <laughs> yeah, like, like in certain churches, you know what I mean? It's like frowned upon if you're gay or, 
you know, and, and so I feel like uh, it's. I think it's more gay people in church mm-hmm. than what we know about. You know what I mean? Oh, it's fuck, some you people that you know who they straight, are. They're straight and this, that, and the other. And I think they kind of living in the closet and covering up with how they really want to live. And mm-hmm. and I think they they're afraid of how people are going to accept them if they right. do come out. You know, mm-hmm. so I just I just feel I, I don't know. I feel like like a lot of these gospel singers and stuff like that. I, feel, I ain't saying that all I'm gay, but I'm just saying there's some of them that's out there that's gay. And they don't want to admit that they gay because they supposed to be honoring God and Christ and this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. And they just, you know, they don't know how to really come out. Mm-hmm. I'll say, uh, I know, because I was looking at this kind of from the church and just from uh, having worked in churches, been a hired singer in churches, and everybody knows who's doing what. Everybody, you know, it's one of the things you just don't talk about it. Right. Because they gonna get up on service every Sunday, they gonna bash the fuck out of you, going to hell, you an abomination, you a sin, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And then but you got that, but you no, but but not even that part. It's like it shouldn't be. The, it's not. It's 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 even deeper than that. <laughs> and um, you know, you watch these cats who it's not just a thing where it's at church. This is a family thing where that's how they think. And then his father is the pastor of the church he grew up in. And so he's getting this from at home. He's getting this from there. And it was like, supposedly from what, I I don't know these people, but supposedly I do know his manager. From what she said, it was a close friends group. On Instagram, you can have close friends where you share shit. Everybody knows his boyfriend that is in his very close circle. Mm -hmm. So they did, they was on like a video chat. And that was one of the things that it, it happened in the video chat. And then the shit got leaked. I think mm-hmm. what is fucked up is that, you know, even after all this shit came out and everything, it's what people are saying. The shit that these Christians yeah. are saying, that shit is what's fucking crazy to me. And it's just like, I mean, even in Baltimore, we all know who doing shit in Baltimore, in these big ass churches. <laughs> we know all this. Shit. Everybody knows, you know, or heard a story about somebody or what shit and everything. Um, but the fact that now that it's out there, you have these people who are saying that, you know, oh, you have this gift, but God's going to take it away. God's going to kill you. God's going to make sure you get AIDS and die. And it's like, and these are not old, but these are not old people that are saying this. This is young people. This is people in his age group. But they still I think that's fucked up. I think that it shows that but there's a the same ones that, that, like, you're going to bash somebody being gay. And you, you, you know, you want to talk about, oh, you an abomination and you this, that, and the other, but you out here fornicating with, with whoever the fuck you want to fornicate with. So it's a sin is a sin is a sin. I don't give a shit if you steal a pencil or if you murder somebody or whatever, whatever. It still has the same weight because it's a still a, a sin. So, so I just feel like a lot of these people in these churches are very hypocritical and, and they they quick to judge somebody else on what the hell they doing, but they be the main bitches in the club shaking their ass and fucking dick and drinking and and smoking weed and all types of I'm shit. I'm gonna tell you the truth. It ain't no hoe like a church room. Them t- them chicks in there, hold they the do hold shit. The hold you, the hold. you it, look at it, make you clutch your damn balls. Like damn, what? <laughs> so you what know, I will say. You know, but I, I will say this all while going down on a motherfucker. I don't normally, I don't normally do. Uh, 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 
I don't normally normally do this, but uh, bitch, you lying. Like, bitch, you got the ball. So what I will say is this. I will say this. I will say that a lot of times when it comes to people with their stereotypes and biases, especially when it comes to religions, I always see the human in it. I don't see that as being anything because it makes God human. It makes God fallible. It makes God flawed. I think that everything that is designed to be was just, if, it, if you do believe in a higher being and that it is omnipotent, omnipresent, and all of those wonderful things, um, then everything that is here is, designed, is, is, is supposed to be as it is. So when it comes to gay people and things of that nature, those individuals are how they were designed to be. I think when people project their own biases and stereotypes and stuff like that, that's when, be, that's when it becomes an issue. So for his group, I think what happens is I think one, I believe that they, he may have a lot of individuals that may be envious of him. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that a lot of them may actually probably desire to be with him, and because they're not getting the attention that he's given to other people, that they're sabotaging his career. I think that he needs to be more mindful of he's a, he has a wonderful talent has a wonderful voice um, and everything like that. But I think that also with being an entertainer comes um, ego and he needs to be very mindful of his ego that it doesn't get so big that he doesn't be, doesn't realize that everyone doesn't have his best interests, you know? And um, like, this is not the first time this has happened to him. Someone in his circle has undermined his career in some way, shape or form. And I don't even think that because like even with the first video, if this is the same dude that I think we talk about with the with the with your new daddy's church and all that other stuff, okay, it wasn't but two people there, him and a dude. So only two only one person really could have leaked it because only one person recorded it. Well, it was it was a friend of the other guy that was in the video that released that one that leaked. But how did he get it? It was because him and that person were friends. He showed he's the other guy. He showed it. To, he shared it. But my thing is that also goes to maturity. And so this goes back to what you was talking about a little bit earlier, Nate. So now, me, Monica Lewinsky is basically what the fuck happened. Yes. 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 And my thing is, is that, you know, I grew up in an era where loose lips sink ships. So, yeah. you know, and when it comes to the bedroom, I know to be discreet, not that because I'm afraid, but because I don't want to be the one to, I don't like to tell nobody else's business. So if it's your business, you share your business. And I don't get glamour out of spooking somebody else's tea. So if you out there, and when I mean tea, that's just business for anybody. That's a gay term for some of the individuals, for my heterosexual friends and allies. Tea is, you know, uh, uh, information, spooking their information. So um, I don't want I don't share people's information because that's that shows a lack of maturity. That shows envy. That shows that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I might covet something that you have. I might want your want something that you have. I want I might even want to be with you. You get what I mean? And so I think that's what essentially I believe that's what happened with the first video. The, The guy was jealous. And so, so he leaked the video. I don't, I don't know him personally, but I, I am familiar with like his hey, friends. And the problem is, is people. No, that's like you said. There's people around him that is. I don't think they are as envious of him in terms of his talent. That may be part of it, but a lot of people who are around him want him, 
and and I don't I don't know where he's at with his identity, so I don't like speculating. But it's it's crazy to me that this has gotten to this space and that he hasn't learned his lesson from the first time. And it's not for me. I'm private because of I work with children, so I don't want that stigma around me, and I don't care what people think. But there's still a level of privacy that you must maintain, and the higher you get the more that privacy has to be protected. Like well, you, you know what? And to say something to that, Nate. Now, I remember when I was in, um, when I first came out and I was working in the school system and someone indicated that, you know, well, you're gay. Um, how do you feel with working with children? There's a difference mm -hmm. between being a pedophile and being gay. But a lot of people don't So I want people don't, no, this is for straight people. Mm -hmm. Pedophilia is individuals that are attracted to children. Yeah. That does not mean you're gay. Mm -hmm. There are just there. If it, based off of research, there are a lot of there are more individuals that identify as heterosexual that are pedophiles than are gay. Yeah. So that's just if do your research. So I just need y'all to just look that up. Mm -hmm. um, but pedophilia is when you are attracted to children. Being mm -hmm. homosexual is when you're attracted to the same sex. Being gay has nothing to do, not necessarily with homosexuality, as it does with are you able to love an individual? That's where the differentiation ends. Because a lot of it is stuck on what you do sexually. And there are a lot of people that are sexually ambiguous. They have sex with whoever they feel like they want to have sex with. Mm -hmm. So you can be homosexual, you can be heterosexual, and you can be bisexual. That only talks about the physical action. That has nothing to do with love or maintaining a relationship. And I think that that's where a lot of confusion happens because a lot of times it's just about busting a nut. You bust a nut with anybody, but after the nut is done, what do you do? Go to sleep. You want some juice? You want some juice? <laughs> Make a family. I mean, Make a family. Who do you build your... Who do you build your... Well, and that's and that's what our society looks at. They only look at the actual physical act. They don't actually look at longevity. Like, do you actually fall well, in love with You got a lot of like like I know some gay couples that really don't have sex. It's more about companionship more so than the sexual, you know, just being sexual with somebody. Absolutely. 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 I, I'm, uh, that's the truth. The reality is, is that it's more, it's a lot more that goes into companionship than into the physicality of it all. Um, truth be told. Uh, the only thing that kind of kills me, not that it's right, everyone, about when people want to talk about, you know, what gays do versus straight, it's no difference. The only difference is, is that we just doing it with the same sex. We go through the exact same thing. Only thing we don't do is get pregnant. <laughs> and I would say, don't worry about the bleed, but some of these girls, they they on their period. I don't get that. Um, but if we, the same struggles we face relationship wise, is the same thing that straight people go through, heterosexual. So it's no difference in what we go through. It's just, the same sex. It's no different. But, but I think the issue is, is that we can't have healthy conversations without everyone becoming emotionally involved. And mm -hmm. I think that that's the issue. I think that a lot of times they lead these conversations with their emotions and not really think it through. And I, that's what I changed about my whole approach is I just think about it logically and it's not as complicated as any, everyone makes it. 
it's really simplistic. But people lead with their emotions, and when their emotions are involved, that's when it becomes really complex. So, um, I but I feel like the bigger thing, or I guess my walk away from this whole story, it's not so much about the fact that he was kissing a man, or I don't give a shit. I think okay. my major walk away that anybody should walk away from this is, is that you really need to look in your circles, look at your people, yes. your friends, look at your yes. groups, because. What I saw in the video was the fact that they looked like they were happy and they looked yes. like they felt like they were safe with the people they were talking to. Yes. Mm. And that's really fucked up for your friends to know. And because I'm pretty sure these people know that this nigga was trying to keep this shit on low or whatever. But so, if I mean, they going to fucking expose that shit, you really need to look at all your fucking friends because well, they weren't friends the, from the beginning. Of the but no, but like but that. the fact that they posed and made him think that they were friends. See, right. we can sit and say, "Oh, they wasn't friends and shit like that." But clearly, he was in a space where they perpetrated being a friend. They yeah. perpetrated being family. They perpetrated doing all that shit, and it wasn't for real. And I think that's what's the most fucked up part of the story for me is that, I mean, I I just. <laughs> I can care. Like that part of it just doesn't. Home, it wouldn't matter. No, but I don't give a shit what it is, though. Like, if it's the fact that you have cancer and you don't want to tell nobody, then mm -hmm. your friends should not put that shit out there. Amen. If you got a yeah, fucking boil, your friends shouldn't tell anything to try to get clout. And a lot of niggas nowadays, men, women, yeah, straight, gay, tell a whole lot of people, other people's business so they can get clout. Yeah, and this was true. a clout moment for somebody. And I think that it is really well, sad I mean, because then, I'm a, but hold on, hold on. Let me finish this real quick. Let me finish this real quick because I know I'm a person. I struggle hard with trust and being vulnerable with people. I'm not good at it. And this story here didn't help with it because <laughs> if my shit is put out there without me actually saying it, and I know you didn't just put the shit out there because you trying to look good and fucking laugh with your fucking friends and shit. See, then that's when the Baltimore niggas turn on, and then I just got to do something different. Now, is that right? No. But I think it's just fucked up because the only thing I saw was somebody that looked like he was completely safe in that moment, and his friends fucked him over, or family, or whoever, and that's bullshit, and nobody should have friends like that. And I agree. And also, my thing is, is that, so I, 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 I was one who had trust issues. I had trust issues. Um, and I understand what that is, what, what's that, what, what that's like. Um, but my thing is, is that I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I don't burn the bridge, you do. And when you burn the bridge, it is your responsibility to rebuild it because I won't come to rebuild it. So if I extend my olive leaf, my olive branch, and I'm saying I want to be a friend to you, I'm trusting you, I'm opening myself to you, I'm being vulnerable with you, I'm being a friend to you, you and I'm open, and that's what I'm giving you because that's to me friendship is the purest and the most unconditional form of love there is. So when you say that you're a friend, that's why I hold it in high regard. I don't call everybody a friend. Mm -hmm. I don't call I don't call a lot of people friend. Um, you could be associate, but when I call you a friend, that to me you are believe it or not. I don't even date someone that is not my friend. If it's a sexual relationship, that's this is what it is. You can't go no no further than that until we become friends. I need to know your secrets. I need to know we need to. I need to know your aspirations. I need to know all these things before I can even invite you in. Before I'm comfortable with you. 
So me, friendship is, your my friends are more important to me than some family. Word. Your friends is your family that you choose. Yeah, and so I hold it in high regard. When you violate that friendship in any way, shape, or form, it is your responsibility to repair it. Because I won't, because I've already given you that door. I've opened the door for you and you shut it. You did something to damage it and you have to fix it. Now, my thing is, is that when you decide if you should, you should you want to fix it, if that, that's on you, it's my responsibility, it's my decision, do I want you back in that same but it looked like the people, the same way. like specifically in this situation, it don't even look like they were at that level of friendship. Because when you do something like this to somebody, that that means you were never a friend. That means first of all, no first of all we that. can't be friends if I don't have some shit on you that can fuck you up if you run for office or some shit. <laughs> if I don't know a story that can fuck up your election, <laughs> you can't be friends. But see, and and you know well, what happened about that. But, like see me, yo, right. <laughs> but see, but see, what you're saying. One of the reasons I'm not, I my mm. trust issues come. I don't trust individuals to that level because people will do strange things if tides turn. So we ever at a situation where you have an upper hand and you mad and you say some shit. I I want a friend that would it wouldn't even matter whether they have something on me or not. But uh, people can't be friends. I'm saying to that level it should no be more. an even exchange of dirt right. that you have on each other. Yeah, yeah. That like that that builds up the trust because it's like okay, you know some shit about me that I wouldn't want nobody else to know, and I know some shit about you that you may not want nobody else to know. If we don't have that type of relationship, then we ain't really truly friends. We just associates. Mm -hmm. right, right. You know what? I'm gonna say this. Dirt. Your friends, I can say what I want. They know your dirt. They know you, and they still love you just the same. Right. No matter so what my happens. thing is, is this, Mazel. If okay, so if I'm, when I'm in disputes or disagreements with my friends, I can say what I want to my friend. No one else can say what they want to. Them. Right. And right. I'm also the type of person who we can throw we can throw mud at each other, but I won't throw mud around people that don't know. No, but you need to cut your beard down some. But then nobody else tell her you better cut your beard down. Like, ain't who the fuck you talk to? You don't talk to her like so that. So that's just me and my friends. I'm a loyalist. So I'm a type of person who I'm loyal to my friends to a fault. Mm -hmm. Um and I don't I'm I'm the friend that if you was to murder somebody, I'm cussing you the fuck out. I may even go upside your head. But I'm gonna we gonna go bury that body together. That's right. We gonna go bury that bitch look, and ain't look, gonna I'm talk not, about it no more. I'm gonna physically put my hand on the body, but I might give you an idea what you need to do with it. Yeah, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna be gloved down now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm not gonna actually commit the crime, but I'm gonna know about the crime that was committed, and I'm gonna go. shut the fuck up. And I'm going to just be like, look, you need to X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 as I'm slapping you upside your fucking head, talking right. about how stupid you is. But that's me. So, I, and I don't care what people think about that. That's just how I am. You know what I mean? I don't I don't owe nobody nothing. That's how right. I deal with my right. friends. You see what I'm saying? And so when I see situations like the thing that he's dealing with, first of all, that's why celebrities don't really trust people too much. 
because of situations like that. But it's not just with celebrities. I think it's specifically with him because he's a celebrity that he needs to be more mindful of the people. And I almost almost wonder if he even thought of himself as that being that kind of celebrity that even would need that type of thing. You really got to be honestly. And honestly, it's not even just with him just being a celebrity. You you also got to add in the fact that he's a gospel celebrity because this would have been any R&B singer or anything, unless you're rap. For some reason, that's another one they real hard on, gays on. But if he was an R&B singer or a pop, it would have been that big of a difference. But because he is, is, the three things, because he is an artist, number one, gospel Mm -hmm. artist, and a black man, oh, baby. (laughs) Oh, no, it's across the board. You could be an R&B singer if you're... and if you're an R&B singer and everything like that, if you were somebody like Usher or Chris Brown and something like that came out about, yes, it, it would be damaging. So you, I think it's just across the board that you kind of be, you have to really be mindful of the, the where you are because he's in the spotlight. I mean, this boy has sung I think it's only damaging if you're trying to hide the shit. Because y'all remember the singer Tony? Then, but do y'all then, remember then, the singer Tone? He was in yes. the late nineties, early two thousands. He can really absolutely. Tone was he was on his way to crossing over because of his gospel sound, mm-hmm. and then it came out that he was gay. Yeah, he did. They literally made an example out of him. This is this is what the church even has said that they made an example out of him. They they murdered his career, mm-hmm. and then you didn't hear from him from years. He Came back now. He changed his name. He's B Slade, yeah. and um, talented producer, talented singer, and now he just recently started singing in churches again. But even then, it's, it comes with oh, it would be so much better if you were not. And just is also like the um, church. They they but hold on, but but see, but hold on, but see, the thing is, you're also thinking just church. This is how he makes money. There's another singer, um, the woman. Bishop Yvette Wonder, she sung Thank You, Lord. Uh, you know, tragedies are commonplace. Yeah. When yeah. she goes into churches, the one thing they say, oh, I wish I, she would have more anointing if she wasn't a lesbian. But that's, they that's, made, but that's they that close mind. But the thing about. is, is that they made examples of them. When this happened, think about the fact that this guy, Darrell Walls, at this time, probably was like a kid. He's only 29 right now, actually. Oh, shit, yeah. He definitely was a kid when that happened there. So he grew up understanding that if you show whoever your true self is, they will make an example of you. They will take mm-hmm. your business. They will take your money. They will go after your following, and you will have shit. And so that's... But and you know what? I will say this. I'm going to say this about Beastly, about him, and about those individuals. Um... Yeah, they have that. What's they have those? They their church is there where they make a lot of money, and they do get they do get a lot of direct money from you know because if you perform in a church, you know they'll raise you a couple of thousand dollars right there, depending on the size of that church. Oh no, shit. blue! You no, no blue. It's not offering now. When you go into churches, you go in with your rider and how much you're getting. It's Marvin not so Sapp is not singing at your church for less than eighty five thousand dollars. And he no, may only so be doing two songs. And then you have a fee for singing and you have a fee for preaching. And if you're doing both, then you're getting paid both. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and so what I'm saying is, is that that's not church no more. 
Church is a business. It's a business. It's always been a business. But what I will say is, is that what they can't take away from him is his talent. Be slave, um, be slave regardless of whether he's singing in the church or outside of the church. He is always going to be a talented singer. His voice is his voice. That's his gift. Right. Same thing with the um the rope. If he's not with his brothers and sisters singing, that boy can stand on his own two feet singing. He has a beautiful voice. He has the talent, and he doesn't necessarily need the accolades of the church to be talented. He was talented before the church. It's just the fact that his talents was honed in the church, and he's used it for church. But I believe that if, my thing is is this. And it's just to speak to individuals that may be struggling with their identity and who they are and may be struggling with their spirituality and everything, that your spirituality is a personal relationship with you and God. It has nothing to do with the fanfare or anything mm-hmm. else. And I think when he gets to that point where he realizes that, he'll be okay with who he is. And I think that this is what we're saying. This is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Because even with B. Slade, I think it, it was a struggle with his sexuality and the church because it was, they were conflicting. But it's a difference between being religious and being spiritual. I think now he's a lot more spiritual and he's okay with who he is. And he's okay with still being able to be spiritual and going to church and deliver a message because it's coming from an actual real place. And I think that right. that's right. what you I but think that the prayer is that he that gets don't to that take point away from the fact that maybe that hurt that that person still feels because absolutely this is the people that yeah. he grew up with who he called family. You know, you praise God with every Sundays and Bible study these days, you grow a connection with these people. And so mm-hmm. despite of who you are, you're still thinking that they're going to love you. Even a little part of you is still going to think, oh, they still want to love me even just come out. But you're still mm-hmm. fearful because you still have that slight hint of doubt. So when it does come out and they showcase this, this this form of hurt, that, that shit hurt. And it's nothing that you're going to do is going to take that away and try. And, and I go on experience. And, 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 and um, what's the name said earlier? And there's one thing I wanted to say. The problem with church folk today is the two things in the Bible they don't follow, these holy to thou ones. And that is um, don't judge anyone. And the other one is the one that Mazel said earlier. Where sin is sin, baby, and you and, and church folk like to waste sin for their own personal need or you know, their own personal mm. gain. And the problem that I have with the gay community and church is that the church uses the gay community to get mm. what they want to get funds in church, exactly. to get people exactly. in seats. They use they, they use musicians. They use they the, do. the they Why don't the mind practice? you being gay when you send it in this into the seats, but then when it's released, they want to throw you out there, but that's after they done got all the money to get these big. But that's buildings. what I'm saying. And they hypocrites. Like, how you going to say you're Christian, but you're judging people? How you going to so, say you're Christian and you don't love everybody? Because but I, it... But, but, real, but I, this issue is much bigger, and, I, and I'm not saying it because I go to church, but this issue is bigger than the church. It's absolutely. It's deep-seated. In well, see, no, well, see, what absolutely. I'm doing in we just we can't just keep harping doing the church because that church those church people still go out to communities those church people still go out to their family so it's a cultural issue and if we keep attacking it on just the side of the church we still will have people being killed in alleyways or uh it's that's not the church that's not the church killing that person that's that community member at that point Am I, well, no, I can't agree with that. I can't I, can agree I with that. Say something to Cable. When you said that um, that you grew up loving these individuals, what I will say is, is this: a lot of times, because people are struggling with their sexualities, what they grow to love is a mask. Mm-hmm. 
and you're not really truly, you don't really know who you are. And when mm -hmm. you figure out who you are, then what happens is, is the struggle is, is that can they love you as you are? Because they've grown to love the mask. They're not actually loving you. They're loving an idea of you. They can't. And so when you show them who you are, the reality of you, that's completely different. You get what I'm saying? So it's like when you say I'm like, so when for me, it's like if this is the way I interpret it. If I'm putting on a facade for so many years because I want everyone to love me or like me and I've been walking, I've been wearing this suit, I've been wearing this tie, I've been I've been doing these things. And then I decide that I actually want to be me. And these people change. It's because they really never knew me. Well, what about you're not being yourself from the beginning? Because when you start putting on a mask and fronting and, and, and portraying yourself as a certain way, and you know that's not you, you can't get mad at those people for changing their mind mm. of how they feel about you. I you think, can even again, like, oh, that's easier said than done. Oh, no, no, oh, no, Karen, no, I, Karen, I think Karen has something to say too. Uh oh, Karen. Hey, yeah. Hi, 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 y'all. First of all, hi. I'm late to the party. I don't know all of what we're talking about, but um, to the point of you know the people loving you, and if they know you, then they should love you and things like that. What about those people who are pew babies? They are born and raised in the church. They are relatives sometimes they are the sibling of or they are the sons and daughters of clergy or they are the they are kinfolk to the first families of the church and these people know that they are gay they know this from the time they are born that these people are gay but mm -hmm. in order for them to love them they force them to deny who they are mm -hmm. in front of everybody else. That's but they tremendous. don't really love them. I feel like they don't really love them. Because see, I think somebody, that's an outside looking in thing, too, because we're saying, like, we can honestly sit outside and say, oh, it's a mess and they should do this. Oh, they don't love them. They should do this. These people I know because I was socialized in church. It is a very different. You can't explain it unless you were in it. And you have seen people literally put out and mm -hmm. what that can do to someone who was put out. And mm -hmm. this is not just in church. You've seen somebody put out of a family and it's easy to say, oh, well, they can go ahead and they can make their own life and do all this other shit. No, they have been put out it of means. everything that they know. And we can only judge it psychologically. We can, and you know, and I, I want to say, and Blue, I'm not attacking what you said here, so please don't take it as that, please. Mm -hmm. Um that we can say that we just need to look at it logically and without emotions. And I hate when people say that emotions are not part of how we need to look at something because mm -hmm. I'm emotionally connected to something. So that means my emotions are important to how I am seeing, dealing and going through something. Amen. So when I, so when you see somebody get essentially excommunicated right. and what it can shunned. do to that person shunned, right? Mm -hmm. The shit is real. <laughs> right, and, and that's what I said about that church. Church, it's, it's easier to say, you know, this and that, but like what you just said, that's exactly what I was saying. That emotion, the attachment that you have, because again, you grew up forever looking at these people as your family, and just like anyone else that you grow up with, friends or family that hurt you, you're going to be hurt, and that's going to stick. 
And yeah, it sticks. It sticks. I've seen situations where a young lady has gotten pregnant outside of wedlock and, and has been told Absolutely. one, she has to be sat down, meaning the one thing that might be keeping her connected to or rooted in or grounded in God, whether she's on a dance ministry or she sings or whatever, she can no longer participate in church activities. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but she cannot have a baby shower. Where she does have a baby shower, she better not pass out invitations in church because you cannot celebrate her because she has participated yeah, in sin. Saying. It's not that the baby is a sin. The baby is just an evidence of the sin that she participated in. Like, I just think it's, I, it's, it's ludicrous. The stuff that I have witnessed is not love. And right. I agree. I'm going to say this. It's when not it comes love. To, it's not. Exactly. And that's and that's where I, that's why I raised my point. My point is, is that when you start to, when you experience that, that is when you start to understand the human, the difference between being religious and spiritual. I grew up in a very strict religious space. My religion was I'm Jehovah's Witness. I don't think of anything that is as strict as them. They will excommunicate you. They will disfellowship you. They will get rid of you if you are gay, anything other than all of that. And the, other one was Islam. And so my thing too is two very strict religious religious bases that I had that I was affiliated with and I knew what they were dealing with. But what I did find out through them is the difference between my connection with the social aspect of it, meaning needing them to validate who I was, and me being spiritual, meaning my relationship with the God that I come to know. Because the reality is is that a lot of times when they do that, they do that to punish you for being you. You walk away feeling less than. You walk away feeling like you are inadequate. You walk away feeling like you know what you're you're alone and you're not. But again, they they, 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 that goes against all of what you like in in Christianity. You're supposed to love one another. Period. You ain't supposed to love love you only if it's supposed to you love everybody regardless of what it is. So when you have somebody that's passing judgment on somebody and telling them, oh, you can't be here because you don't walk this way or you don't do this or you don't do that, then I feel like you're full of shit anyway as a church. Because, I mean, this is like you like you want to frown upon gay people, but then you got the, the choir director that you know is flaming fucking gay directing the choir. And like you said, as long as them people sitting in them seats and them offerings coming in, Oh, you good. They fine with it. And the best show that showcased that, and, and I think that's why a lot of people didn't like um Greenleaf. Because Greenleaf really <laughs> exposed how church is. Especially it really when it did. comes to treating the gay. Greenleaf, really was, Greenleaf was real really straight did. up with it. It was straight, it was real up. straight up with it. And just like though, that gay man who sang that church and people came in giving their offerings and everything, so they got rid of them, blah, blah, blah. But what happened? They brought him back because they realized he was a mm -hmm. token. That they needed to make coins, and and that's yeah. why I don't like people like Kim Burrell. So they hypocrites. You can't, hypocrites. You can't Listen. Say, oh, you good to be in the church, even though you gay. It's okay that you here as long as you get these people in the seats. But then when the people don't get in the seats, now you want to frown upon them and be like, oh no, we don't, we don't, we don't practice that here. And you going to hell and all this other oh, shit. Oh baby, oh First you of all, not, you're going to hell for telling me you going to hell, but you ain't supposed to damn nobody to hell because you don't have that fucking power. Mm -mm. 
But I mean, so, I think also Nate kind of said uh, he put the nail on the head too with this one. It's like we're talking about this in the church, but this this literal same dynamic is in the hip hop world. It this is little, see, this literal see, same got, dynamic is in the activists, you know, the black social activists. Oh, definitely. Well, the same that, dynamic I, kind of. I'm sorry. Go well, ahead, when I brought up the church, um, when, and I just want to explain why I, I keep. Bringing oh no, up the no, church. I start, no, 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 no. I started with the church because I'm talking about the real world. Oh yeah, so no, I definitely went in on the church. Bringing the church into it because I wanted to say that because Nate said it earlier was uh, the fact of what the, the backlash he's receiving from the church world mm-hmm. as far as what everyone else see. I, I, you know, it is what it is, baby. You gay. The videos out there. I'm so sad that he's in this lifestyle that is so shameful to the people that he loved growing up and thinking they was going to appreciate him because he's this big star. He was trying to build these things up to try. If it do come out, oh, they still would love me regardless. And then he realized he's just like the rest of them. They got caught and they don't love you. So it's unfortunate. But I blame the church world because they should have been there lifting them up when it came out. And instead, they did exactly what they normally do. When you met, when you wear a mask and you're not being true to yourself, then how do you expect people to be true to you? Now, see, can I? Now, that's what I'm glad you keep saying that. Now, that's the one thing I want to say. I can't agree with the word mask because the only reason why I have an issue with that is because a lot of it. it I went to church and it wasn't a form of masking. It was just I didn't feel as though it was anyone's business, to be quite frank. And that's, yes, I've seen the things that. And I've seen the things that people have done to people that did come out. So it was more of a protection for myself. But I still love the singing choirs. I still appreciate the church for what it offered me as far as knowledge on the Bible and stuff. And also meeting new people. But, you know, I can't say I wore a mask. And I went to church for years. I, I mean, I really didn't care what they thought. But the same, it's weird. You don't care what you do. But it's it's like levels to it. It's not like I care. Like I'm gonna kill myself. Right. Oh, it's can I speak to that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah. I love that Karen brought up women as well because this isn't just something just with gay people. There are a whole exactly. lot of things that work outside of what the church believes, where they attack heterosexual men for things. They attack women for things. They, it's all types of bullshit. And yeah. so, and, 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 and that's all at the same time. The preacher fucking sixteen uh, women in the church. So it's like you can't, you can't, you can't say again. A sin is a sin is a sin is a sin. So you can't sit here and, and pass judgment on this person over here because they gay, or this person had a baby out of wedlock. But you, you out here fornicating with the women in the church, and you married. Which is why you don't hear much of them preaching. Like this church. Is, why I want to say, I, I, I agree with. Um, I, I, I kind of understand where everyone is coming from, and. That's why I like this conversation. I think it's really organic. I think everyone is expressing what their feelings Ooh. is from a very oh, and honest place. Uh-huh. You all right? You good? You seen Johnny? Huh? You seen Johnny? Huh? I see him say, oh shit, and then he flipped. Right, um, and it's like... That sounds like a spider. Is it a bug? Oh, here we go. Go. A go. damn spider just was, it was like. Oh my God. It was, it was just like, now look up. Okay. He said, oh no. I called it. I don't do the bugs. Do the bugs. Um, I'm going to say with me, and this is from first, just, and I'm going to close it out on this. 
Um, with me, when I was growing up, I think I did subscribe to, I tried to placate to the individuals that went, that meant something to me. So those individuals that were you know, parents, aunts, uncles, this, that, and the other, because of the religious background that I grew up in. And so I did want to be, I wanted them to be proud of me. I wanted them to accept me. I wanted them to like and love me. So I knew that this thing that they did not like would make them feel some sort of kind of way about me. So I did. That was a mask for me. I'm not speaking for anyone else. And the reason I did that was because I saw how they treated everyone else who mm -hmm. was different from me. And so my thing is, is that what I learned socially was that this group of individuals was not like. I remember when AIDS first came out and my grandmother, it was a guy around my neighborhood that loved my grandmother to death. But whenever he would visit, she would spray the shears down with bleach because him being gay mean that he had <laughs> and she just you know he, he, he and so but That's that it. was the way and you know and i saw people who were just ostracized for their sexuality so that taught me how to subscribe how to you know how to conduct myself now, as I got older, what I learned was that as I lost my filter, I really didn't give a fuck about what they thought about me because I was learning to like myself more. So as I learned to like myself more, that man started to fade because I started to be true to me. So I don't know if anyone else out there has ever actually had that experience, but I know that coming to terms with myself was the coming out of... Uh, we have a phone call. Who's we have a call calling call? in? Oh, we got a call? It's Brianna. <laughs> we got to do a special, we got to do a special, uh, a special thing for them. This is our first call. Well, it's hey, Brianna. Hey, Bree. This is Brianna. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Oh, so what's listen, up, sis? <laughs> I'm not, I'm, first of all, I miss y'all. I love y'all. This is amazing. I love, love you. Um, so, I just, I had to call in really quickly because this conversation, um, I'm not sure if you all know, but I started something called Church Girl Confessions. And part mm -hmm. of the reason was because of situations like this. Now, I came in on the tail end of it, so I'm not exactly sure what happened, but it sounds like somebody, some situation happened where somebody outed somebody, and he's a part of the church, and his family kind of pushed him away. We've right. been talking about the so, like the you all were saying, in situations like that, um, out, even outside the church, but in church, specific, specifically for me. Um, mm -hmm. Now, although I'm not um, lesbian, I did have a baby out of wedlock. And I was one of those people. I did not get sat down. However, I was completely embarrassed and humiliated in front of the entire church mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning. Wow. Um, and I was also one of those people who they said, you know, oh, you know, you can't have a baby shower. And if you do, you can't pass out those invitations in church, which I did anyway. But it was that moment for me, and I hope that that young man can um, can get to that point. It was at that moment when I was humiliated, um, and I was told that I would be the last person that this would happen to in this church. And I was I was to stand up there and lay hands on the younger girls so that it would not happen to anybody else in this church. And there'd be another, another young lady standing there laying hands as well, because she's supposed to be, I guess, what was the um, example of how 
somebody was supposed to be living only to find out that she was pregnant the entire time that she was standing up there and nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And it was at that moment because here it is, you're the man of God and you're prophesying over your church and over your girls. This is not going to happen again. And it happened again, which let me know two things. Number one, you can't control your emotions. And number mm-hmm. two, you'll speak the word out of emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes what we have to deal with or what we have dealt with in churches. Pastors will sometimes speak out of emotion. People in the church, in the pews, will speak out of emotion because mm-hmm. they really don't know what to say. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you should just be quiet. And at mm-hmm. that moment, that's when I found God for myself. That's mm-hmm. when I develop developed relationship for myself because it's a whole mm-hmm. lot bigger than religion. We have learned church. We have mm-hmm. learned how to shout. We have learned how to speak in tongues. We have learned how to roll around in the floor and pray and hikamashanda and all that stuff. But for real, the, the relationship part of it is what I mm-hmm. hope that he gets mm-hmm. because that oh, will help him to really be himself Who and not give a damn days. about what anybody else thinks. Amen. I so appreciate right. you, Brianna. You said a whole word with that one. Thank you. Yes, it said our guest appearance from Bree. Right. <laughs> Y'all need first, to check first, out Church Girl yo, Confessions because she's doing some amazing work. First, yeah. can, I say, can, I, can I first just say that, number one, I don't know who that pastor was, but I'm just going to apologize for that person just because they just didn't supply good human decency, number one, and that you were embarrassed like that. And just to hear your voice, you sound like you, you're stronger today than, than that moment. So I guess you have gotten over that and that's a blessing. So I just want to say thank you for calling in and sharing that story, you know, because this is some true stuff that people are scared to talk about is their dealings yeah. in church because they're scared of the backlash they may receive. I would have burned it down. <laughs> well, I thank you. I, I mean, I never have a problem sharing. I am an open book, and I feel like people will. We're the whole thing is like Christy keeps saying. We're supposed to love everybody. It didn't. There aren't any stipulations. We're just supposed to love. And if people would start being more open and being more transparent and telling stories like that, then you will bring so many more people closer to Christ or, mm. you know, so that they can have their own personal, personal, because that's exactly. what we get screwed up, personal mm-hmm. relationship. Because my thing is with that experience, you know, I feel like you, you could have gone a whole nother route. It could have pushed you away from church. It could have pushed you further away from God. And I feel like, again, you have these people in the church, which you judging people, which you're not supposed to do because mm. only God can judge. So you ain't here judging people and trying to make them feel some type of way about their particular sin when, again, a sin is a sin is a sin. So yep. the, this, the same preacher that tried to make you feel some type of way about being pregnant out of wedlock is probably the same damn preacher that probably been out here fooling around with women outside of marriage or possibly mm-hmm. drinking every weekend, getting drunk or whatever. So it's like... The Lord said nothing about drinking. Huh? He said nothing about drinking. He turned that water to wine so the party could keep going. So don't go put drinking in that argument. You can drink, but you 
that you are not I supposed cannot. to be intoxicated. He kept the party going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Jesus, but I, well, yeah, right, I, I get it. I but you know what? Time. Jesus did say one thing that I mean, I will go a little scripture Thanks, here because I am okay. a pre, I am a PK. Is that Jesus only gave one commandment, and this is in the book of John. He said, I give you one commandment is that you should love one another as I love you, and that they will know whose you are by the love you show one to another. You ain't got to tell nobody, you ain't got to beat it over nobody's head. They will know just by the love that you show. (laughs) And I mean, and that's that's true stuff. Like this this dude, um, now who who is it who's going through this right now? The rail walls from the walls. From the walls. Okay, so here's the thing. You see him saying, you know he loved Jesus. The last time I checked, like you said, if we're out here showing people love and them knowing whose we are, which, I mean, clearly you look at him and you're like, okay, yeah, he, him and God like that, then... I don't understand why everybody else is in a big uproar because like Christy said, you have people who go out here and sleep around. You have people who lie. You in the pulpit. Um, you have deacons who steal money. money, trustees who steal money. You have all types of stuff. <laughs> Quite a few thieves. <laughs> you have all ty- it's a it's a it's a bunch of stuff. Like y'all said churches no, I've never watched Greenleaf, but I do know that church is a business. There's all types of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, like growing up in church and then seeing what was behind the scenes. I was like, oh, yeah, no, Mm -mm. I'm going to have to know Jesus for me because otherwise this ain't going to work. Now, and and in in my situation, I absolutely, um, I absolutely did get closer to God for myself and my own relationship with him. Um, But when it came to those people, Oh, I was nasty. I, and Karen can tell you, I was nasty. I was a bitch and I did not care because I didn't appreciate being humiliated. And I made sure that everybody, including the pastor, knew it. I don't know. I'm probably going to go all the way out. Right, right, at, right at Sunday service. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Fuck your mother. You was cheating. You did this. I, I probably would have went all the way off. Brianna, I dare you. I dare you. Hold on. Karen's trying to say something. You said you dare me what? I did you go binge watch Greenleaf. I am. And now because of this situation, I am going to go and binge watch Greenleaf. Isn't it over? Yeah, it's done. It is. Okay. 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 The whole, I, see, I, I mean the series, I'm everything it. is done. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I, I never watched it. It's a good, it's a good series. It's a very good series. And I, I would say uh, again, I appreciate you, Brianna, for telling your truth. That was I, one I, I definitely understand. I definitely, definitely appreciate the fact that you told it from a real place. You said a lot of things that I felt, um, especially mm-hmm. about people on a pulpit speaking from a personal space. You yes. know what I mean? Just yeah. using yeah. their emotions to guide their speech. A lot of people do that. And that's the damaging part. That's what I, and that's what I wanted to let y'all know when I say about emotion. Because a lot of people have their personal biases about things and they bring it to church. And then they, and because they're in a position of power, that's how they, they, they can manipulate. They can, they, that's what they do. They, that's what they use. That's a powerful position. And people, one thing I will say when it came to come to culture, just think about how they were able to really, really fuck up 
black people. It was the religion, belief. They came, in, they, they came in, they and the missionaries went in and changed the way that they, they culturally did things. They changed it, and that's how they broke down black people. It is, it, it is a rough space to be to 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 be in, especially if if you go into church believing that the church is a hospital. If you go into church believing that that is where you go to be fixed because you believe that you are broken and you go into the space and you believe that the person who holds the office as the pastor or the reverend or the minister in charge and you go in as the supposed broken person and if for some reason that person has, has, has decided that they need to fix their sight on you for whatever reason. And they decide to reel you in close for whatever. You have no understanding why they have pulled you in close. But for some reason, you believe that they see something in you that you cannot see in yourself. That's a dangerous position for you to be in yeah. when you are when you are a broken person. It is a it is a dangerous position for you to be in. And when you find yourself in that place, on top of all of the the I'm gonna say dogma, you got dogma, you got tradition, you've got all of the cultural stuff, because different churches have different cultures. You've got all this stuff. True. mixed in and you're trying to learn and then you you wearing the culture of the you got all this stuff mixed in and then you've got that person's emotions on top of it you can find yourself and clearly I'm speaking from a very personal place you can look up and find yes. yourself in a position that can be very very dangerous you are in a vulnerable position and you look up and you might find yourself in a den with a wolf you go from being broken to being lost that is how people that is how children end up molested that is how women end up raped that is how people end up with their money gone that is how men that is how people end up killing themselves that is how so many people end up handled, Mm -hmm. misused abused in the church because instead of instead of people coming into the church and being I don't want to say assessed but instead of people understanding what the church should be you walk into basically a social club under the guise of a religious organization who are really seriously looking for God. They are seriously seeking out God and instead they find something other that can be poisonous. And I'm not saying that all churches are like that, but what churches today is Mm -hmm. not what it should be. You said a whole word, honey. Like how you you want to judge me for sinning when I'm coming to church to be saved? Right. Yeah, but if you can't find from I'm I'm again I'm only speaking from my experience and I'm not saying that my entire I will I'll put it like this. I was in church for 20 years. Not all of my 20 year experience was all negative, but I'll tell you what, 
in the two years that I have been gone from church, I have learned more about God in my two year absence mm-hmm. that I, I let me rephrase that. My relationship with God has been stronger mm-hmm. in my two year absence mm-hmm. than it was in my 20 year education in church. In 20 years, I learned of God. Mm. In two years, I know God. Mm. I know I know God. Now, 20 years I knew I knew of him. I knew about him. He was a associate. If I moved a certain way, if I dressed a certain way, if I said a few things, you know, he might do a few things for me. If I threw him a couple couple dollars, then First he all, might people, would give me some things for me. What you say? Like you're treating God like a genie. Yeah, like, yeah like, exactly. Like a genie. But that's but but that's what that was what I was indoctrinated into. You gotta mm-hmm. pay your tithes because if you pay your tithes, your tithes will pay your bills. These are the things that I was taught. You pay your tithes, your tithes will pay your bills. If you don't pay your tithes, you'll be cursed with a curse. Them is lies. Those are lies. Well, I knew it was lies when the lady got, got put out after she paid her tithes. I mean, uh-huh. I knew it was lies after the lady got put out after she paid her tithes. That, that, that part. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That part. I, I, I just, just want to add this. Change a doorknob on that joint. I'm going to add this part. I'm going to yeah. add this part for me. Because, um, you know, if for those in the cocktail world that don't know, Karen is my aunt. And we know our stuff. And uh, and Brianna, I've known shit. Brianna, I've known you a hundred years now. You know, finally, <laughs> it took her forever. To, she was still yeah, no, but it took Brianna longer than anybody I ever met in my life to get to her 30s. I yeah. swear, she's gonna be 20 forever. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but um, speaking on this year, 2020, and it's been very hard for me to, you know, when we talk about the negative effects of 2020, mm. I can't, I, that's not my testimony. Amen. My testimony is not that 2020 has been a horrible year. 2020 has been me surrendering all to God and watching every time I ran out of money, money came. Mm, Every time I thought I was sick and I prayed and it was gone. Every time, you know, I'm I'm seeing a manifestation of years of work, (laughs) you know, and I've just been seeing it one after the other, like this past four weeks, I have gotten four opportunities that's not going to just help me, but help everyone around me. Right. And, you know, 2020, that has not been my story. And because in honesty, 2016 was my 2020. Mm. 2017 was my 2020. 2018 was my 2020. <laughs> I ain't going to cry on here. 2019 was my 2020. Listen. So I'm watching people prepare, prepare and exist in a world that I've been living in and functioning in for four, five years now. And, you know, I, I think that it's important that we understand where everyone's walk is. And that's where we talk about real friendship and real family. Because if you know somebody, and you say you love somebody, and that's their walk, and that's where they are in their walk. 
you don't just push them out there just to say, oh, well, I had to do it. So, no, no, that's not love. No. It's a personal issue that you have that you felt that you need. And it's like, and I think that what I love so much about my tribe is that we know where we are and we respect where each other is in their journey. Exactly. And, um, but I, I wanted to say that just because, as we're sharing, that it was in leaving church where I found God as well. Me too. God. Me too. And it was there. It was, and in leaving, it's not that I left God. It's not that I don't still go to church. I will support and all this other stuff. But it was, I had to quiet the noise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because when it re- when my life was really devastated, I mean, Karen can tell you, it, it is, <laughs> I am only now beginning to see the light. Mm-hmm. And so we really just have to be gentler with each other. Yeah. We have to be kinder to each other. We have to be mindful. We have to, you know, this is truly a love journey. Yeah. And we have to be very cognizant of that. You know, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing about judge not let she be judged is that once they brought the woman to Jesus to try, and they were doing it to trap Jesus. This wasn't just something they was doing. They did it to trap him with Jewish law. So they brought somebody for church tradition says that we should stone this woman. But he said, <laughs> if you without sin cast the first stone, what we don't say in this story is, is that the oldest man turned and left first because he knew that he probably had more sin than anybody standing there. <laughs> right. <laughs> he lived the longest. <laughs> and you and Blue, that's what I think why people gravitate towards you is because when they come into your house, you don't judge them for where they are. Because right. you realize that you have done whatever you have done, and what the fuck does that have to do with what you have done? I, I you came here and we're gonna love on you. That's right. I hope that that's what my band represents is that you know that we're gonna love on you. That when you come to my shoulder, we're gonna love on you. I don't give a shit what you do. We're going to love on you a little bit, you know? And so. And that's why I'm, I'm glad that you, that's actually what brought me to who I am today. I think coming out was a very spiritual experience for me. I was homeless. I had no place to go. I had no support. I had nothing. And the biggest thing that was on my mind, I'll never forget it, was the fact that I was struggling with who I was. And I had been in these situations where I was trying to placate to everyone else. And in placating to everyone else and trying to be someone that I wasn't, I was destroying myself. And it was at that point where I was at the lowest that I found my connection. And that connection has allowed me to meet some wonderful people. I like to take, I think of myself as I don't judge anyone for anything. I work with all sorts of individuals. I talk to all sorts of people. Um, I'm not the type of person who will turn away from anybody. And that's literally, if you think of the worst person and trust and believe I've talked to a person that's done killer, murder, rapist, pedophile, anyone you can think of. My whole idea is, is that true, genuine love isn't something that makes you feel less than. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't tear you down. Yeah. You don't walk away from it and you feel like you're incomplete. It inspires you, it empowers you, it enables you 
It educates you, enhances you, it's all of those things. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't hurt. And that's what I have been, and that's what I try to be. And I think that people sometimes figure like, okay, well, you're this type of person. I'm true to me. I don't have to be true to you, but I'm true to me. And in that, that's how I, that's why I make my space a welcoming space for different people and everything like that. And I think that that to me is true church. So when people come to my space, that's church. Yeah. You know that you can be in here playing cards. You can be in here playing uh, playing gospel music, but your communion with one another, you don't feel like you're being cast out. You don't feel like you're hurting. You don't walk away, feel less than. That's what it's all about to me. And that's what I always look for. That's right. family. Right. That's friendship. That's unconditional love. Right. And that's what I think that the church is really missing. And I get it. You want to teach the doctrine and everything like that. But I think that what people read, that's what the, the, that's the logic of it. Mm-hmm. Is that people pay attention to the words, but they don't realize that the words were created by man. Mm-hmm. And, that, that, and that the reality is, is that the spirit behind those words, you have to really challenge because you don't know what spirit was guiding those words. Exactly. So the thing is, is that, and so that's where I am. I'm always mindful of who's telling the story, mm-hmm. the narrative, and why are they telling the story the way that they're telling it? Because if it at any point tears you down, you need to be my, you need to challenge it. You need to question it. Because that's not to me something that an omnipotent being it's not that created everything would do. That's not what we do. Everybody on this phone call, everybody on this thing right now, we are all walking scriptures. We are all our own book of the Bible. There's a book Absolutely. of Cable that has his story, his walk, his dealings with God. There's a book of Brianna. I don't read that book. I don't want to read that book. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody has their walk, and that's what it's about. And when we tell about our walk, it helps somebody else. Yeah. And so it makes their walk easier. Because I ain't gonna tell you, life ain't for no bitches, man. Life is life is Mm-mm. life is a heavyweight contender. Motherfucker to get through life now. And, and she will whoop your ass. It ain't and that's the now. problem. She will beat this first of all, no one's got out of the ring of life alive. That that's lets right. you know how bad her ass is. She will beat the hell out of you. No one's no one's left alive. <laughs> Go no, where no man has gone before. <laughs> so, but what, that, but what it does, it teaches you how important things are. Like, like little shit. Like Cable, when I saw you pop on here, like yep, literally, my soul got happy. I was just like, look at him. When I heard Brianna's voice on the phone call. I was like, I ain't heard Brianna's voice in a long ass time. Like, it feels good to just hear. You know, and right? It, you know, I said, where you been, Penny? Penny, where you been? <laughs> Hi, I'm from Rona. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. But, um, and, and that's the truth. It is it's so much about our walk, our personal walk and our collective walk is very mm-hmm. important. And I think we have to just find a way to start being honest about our walk and how we can help each other within this circle and outside of this circle. How I walk and I walks without judgment. If 
if you couldn't do it at that moment, you don't yell at me because I couldn't do it then because you did it before. You just helped push me along. Like, look, I'm here to support you till you get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. That's all and it I'll is. Say, if your lips ashy, I'm going to hang your chipstick. <laughs> that's right. So what you all were saying, um, especially you, Blue, about your home and your space, because your space is very welcoming. I've never been over there one time and felt like I need to sit in one chair and not move or touch anything. Or You know what I mean? I've always felt the love from all of you. You know what I mean? That I have, of course, that I've been around, but I've always felt welcome. And it's one of the things that one of the verses of the Bible or one of the stories of the Bible that have been sticking out to me, especially during um, my time getting prepared for my church or confession stuff has been, he left the 99 to find the one. It didn't mm-hmm. say he left them. And then when he found the one that he beat the one up or that when he got to the one, he was like, no, why are you done gone off here somewhere? And mm-hmm. I'm over here with, it didn't say any of that. He just went, that had to make that one feel mighty special <laughs> that Jesus will walk right. away from all those other ones just to come get that had to me. So I'm saying that to say this, there's always a feeling of being special when I am around you all. And I never feel like I have to hide who I am or whatever the case may be. I love Jesus, but I mean, you know, people, there are all, different walks of life among us. I love everybody. I love everybody. I'm never going to be anybody up for being who they are. So I appreciate the fact that I can come around you all and don't have to wear a mask. And I hope that when you're around me, you don't, you don't have to wear a mask around me either. And Brianna, before you leave, let me tell you something. We love the fact that you love Jesus. That's good. And let me tell you, and before you leave, tell us about your show. I want you to plug your show. Tell us about the Church Girl Confessions. Is, uh, I saying well, right? Church Girl Confessions is pretty much what we all are talking about now. Um, I, I started it, 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 God gave it to me in 2012, and the only person mm-hmm. I told was Karen. <laughs> and um, I didn't get the release to do it. I didn't get the release mm-hmm. to do it until last year. Um, Mm -hmm. so I did the first event in March of last year, I'm I'm sorry, March of this year, Lord, it felt like last year, March Mm -hmm. of this year, like Mm -hmm. literally the weekend before everything got shut down Mm -hmm. and, um, it was called church girl confessions, the monologues. So basically it was like the vagina monologues only with women from different walks of life that, you know, operate in the church, deacons, first ladies, trustees, whoever telling their own story about things that they have gone through because as Christians and people that are not Christians, they dehumanize us. They, they, you, it's almost like, uh, well, they saved, so we know they don't do that. Or, uh, you know, well, I'm not saved. So I, how could God love me knowing that I do what I do? Not knowing mm-hmm. that the first lady could have been out here doing something strange for a piece of change a couple of years ago. Or that the uh, dance minister, you know, just had an abortion two two months ago. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's real life stuff. We go through things. We are real people. If you cut us, we're going to bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just showing people that 
we all go through things in life. And that does not mean that God will not still love on us. That does not mean that we don't love God, you know, things like that. Um, so that is just for the monologues. I am branching off to do other things. You guys will hear about them. I have a website, churchgirlconfessions.com, where I blog and talk about my personal experiences because, again, mm-hmm. I am an open book. <laughs> um, okay. And every now and then um, I go live. I recently went live on Facebook with a friend of mine, and we talked about what it's like to lose a baby and and still be Christian because, I mean, reality is I've lost a baby. We get mad. <laughs> I was up, I was angry with, with God, like, and I, it wasn't no, like, God, why would you do that? It was, God, what the hell is wrong with you? Why would you do this to me? Mm-hmm. Because people don't want to be real about the fact that we get angry with God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's just trying to trying to show people that we are relatable. Trying to um, push relationship versus religion. And... Um, just trying to like get us to a point where we want to learn for ourselves, not what we've been taught in church, you know, the, the theatrics of it all. Um, mm-hmm. But really learning for ourselves so that we can learn because we learn so much in church, but for real, how often do they teach you how to apply those things to your everyday life? They don't. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, trying to get people to get to that point because those are the things that are going to keep us when you look back and be like, you know what? I remember when I went through this mm-hmm. and this is how I dealt with it and being able to help somebody else because we don't go through things for ourselves. We go through things to share with other people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is church girl confessions. Give us the website one more, one more time. So the, so the viewers in the black back can hear it. Um, churchgirlconfessions.com. And that, that is, is the name on all social media platforms. Well, except for Twitter. I, I can't. I can't tweet all day. I'm sorry. I thank, you for, <laughs> I thank you for calling in. By all means, you are more than welcome to join in on the show at any given time. Um, oh, I love we you guys. love you. We love, love you. you. Thank you so much. Um, again, uh, to everyone who has been viewing, this is the Cocktail Social. I am your host, Neil Waters. These are my socialites. Ooh. This was a very interesting conversation. This was very, very good. I absolutely enjoyed this conversation. And no one could tell that I was absolutely fucked up. But guess what? I am. And I am. I I had so many drinks today that this conversation, I am really fucked up. And I'm going to go and drink some more because I deserve it. This is a wonderful start of a wet weekend and i hope that you grabbed your cocktail and if you didn't grab your cocktail for this is the strangest benediction i've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) if you you didn't grab your cocktail for this cocktail social i hope that you grab it for the next one which will be next week at 7 p.m i hope to see you all there okay good night kitten caboodles and these are my social <laughs> Cheers! Shit, <laughs> I'm mad as my drink go. I left mine downstairs. Table. Real shit is so good to see you, brother. It's good to see everyone. <laughs> he looks fabulous too. Look at him. He got the golden gold.
Thank you.